afternoon. Welcome to another episode of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planetverse. We are currently circling around episode number 72. And this is part three of a five-part series that we're going to be enjoying today. With me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Steve. Hi, Steve. Hello. And he and I have been chatting up a storm just before we hit record here so that we can send out our transmission out into the Planetverse. Today's episode focuses on part three of David Allen's Getting Things Done, where he talks about how once you've, once you've collected all the information, once you've captured it, once you've clarified it, you can now, as a step three, organize it. And that means putting it where it belongs. Steve and I have different ways of organizing our material. Uh, I, I have a tendency to <laughs> sort of have a chaos <laughs> that happens in my life and then it explodes. And then I try to catch the little pieces of post-it notes as they fall from the explosion and try to sort of col- color code them. Yes, yes. Steve is mimicking me trying to catch post-it notes of the, as they've exploded overhead. And, and Steve's <laughs> life is sort of like this... this um, he just sort of wakes up and he's awesome you know he's like oh yes yes i've got french class today oh yes yes i've got to drink some wine this afternoon oh yes yes i've got to trim the hedge at some point so so if if only if only it was as organized as that and so i think one of the things that we'd like to present to you as part of the five-part series is that no one person is going to have the same type of information that needs to be organized and no one person is going to organize it exactly the same way that anyone else does. And I think this is where we find beauty in David Allen's system is that it can and it is so adaptable to making it work for the very things that you need. One of the insights that I'd like to present as far as organizing information is that once I've captured everything, and this includes the mind sweep or the brain dump or whatever it is. That I know this question came up on social media last week, Steve, and someone had asked us, um, what does it mean when you clarify? So you capture all the data. To me, means I do the brain dump. And I write everything down. I don't censor myself. I just put everything that's coming up for me. Once I have that information out of my head onto the paper, I begin to ask myself, is there anything here that I can do immediately? And immediately for me, I don't don't do the David Allen two-minute thing. I do the Karina Tovmasian five-minute thing. So if I can do it in less than five minutes, I add three to his two. If I can do it in less than five minutes, then I take care of it. If not, then the next logical step for me is that I begin to contextualize it. I add context to it. It sounds sexy. It's not that sexy. All it means is that I look at my list and I say, oh, look, there's five things that I can do while I'm at the house. Oh, look, there's 10 things I can do while I'm away from the house. If I'm running errands, for example. Oh, look, there's three things that belong to my husband and two things that belong to my dog. Right. So I've just now contextualized them. That's it. That's the sexy part of it is I've just put them under categories. And that's part of the organization process. Now. The tip that I wanted to talk about was that what I what happens for me sometimes is that if the list is too long for that one particular context, let's say there's 25 things to do out of a list of 30 that's related to home, mm. for example, I will actually create mm-hmm. a tab in my planner 
that has that category in it. Because if the list is that big to me in my mind, that means I've now reached a point that I'm focusing around this one issue. And it's, a, it's enough for me to want to say I can have a tab in my planner for that category. You almost sort of reach saturation, don't you? Where you have to then sort of, if it's got that many things in it, you've then got to sort of, whoa, hold on a minute. I'm not going to, am I aiming to do this today, this week or whenever? So you need to then break it down even further, don't you, I would think? Right, so that it's manageable. Otherwise, it ends up yeah. becoming this other brain dump. It's sort of like a mini mm. brain dump, right? That now <laughs> I've pulled some things out, but what does that mean? What does that mean to me in terms mm. of getting things done? Does that mean that I'm going to be able to start at number one on that secondary list, or am I starting at number 25? And so in order to be able to define the role that I'm going to play as the person who takes action to get these things done, I have to create some sort of priority list so that I can mm. understand what's important to be done immediately. Is there a filter that needs to be changed? Then if I don't change that filter, the entire house will be flooded. Or is there, you know, do we just need some bin bags because we've run out of bin bags and that's okay because we have five more left for five mm. weeks of trash. Mm. So, so in order to identify that, that's the organization process for me that I understand that David Allen is talking about. And when I see something gets a little bit more over, let's say 20 items, I think my, my, that's where I'd kind of draw the line at between 15 and 20 items. If I see that I perpetually have more than 15 to 20 items on a list, then that list or that, or that category gets its own tab in my planner. Mm. For me, what, what I end up doing is um, when, when I'm sort of putting down the the, the, the different items, it, it sort of dict the, the type of item that it is dictates on which part of the page it goes on. Mm. And that, I sort of separate it out in that way. And then I go back and look at it in that sort of detail as to, right, what do I need to do? When do I need to get it done by? Um, and what's stopping me from doing it? you know today tomorrow or whenever so you need to um look at it in detail and then sort of decide on on priorities really you're absolutely right there you know you know i might stick something on the beginning of the list uh, on at the beginning of the week but it doesn't need to be done um till you know or it can't be done in some cases um, till late, much later in the week, you know, I can't do something before, you know, or it might be waiting on someone else to to finish something off, sort of thing. Send me some information, some photographs, or something like that. Even so, you have to sort of, you, you need to sort of highlight or flag items where, you know, all oh, right, don't forget, I'm waiting for so and so for that. So if there's someone else involved in the the item that you're you've got on your list you need to have some means of reminding yourself who it is that you've you know because that will then prompt you to sort of if the 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 text or the photographs haven't arrived or whatever it is by a certain day you can then sort of send them a little polite reminder you haven't forgotten about me have you <laughs> right well and and just to contextualize this even this conversation what we're actually talking mm. about is, in fact, if anybody uses the Franklin Covey system, 
are the four quadrants mm-hmm. that Franklin Covey uses yeah. to begin to prioritize. And I think um, Covey had said that you should probably be functioning in section three all the time or category three, which was um, important but not urgent. Or I can't remember how his categories were, but I think it yeah. was category Rem- three. Remind me what the four... Yeah, remind me what the oh, four quadrants are, because. So I think the first or, was unimportant, unimportant, and not urgent, or then the right. second one was unimportant and urgent. Uh, mm-hmm. Then it was unimportant, uh, important, and not urgent, and then important mm-hmm. and urgent. Right. So I think he was sort of saying that eventually you want to clear out your category fours, your important and urgents. And then start mm. living in the area of important but not urgent because everything mm-hmm. else is taking up your time and chewing it up. Yeah. And so I think this is what how I define David Allen's or cross-reference it to Mr. Covey's words with his clarify and organize. Because while you're organizing, there's a tendency to want to go back and try to clarify, isn't there? there you're just sort of looking at yeah. this large list and you think, well, if you've already done the things that are actionable, perhaps now you're going to move up that standard that you've had of five minutes to 10 minutes, perhaps. And I, I, I don't like to do that. I kind of draw the line at five minutes because then 10 minutes starts turning into 20 into 30, right? There's no line after that. And so I have to prioritize. And that's for me where all the planning and the planners, and I love the removable Avery tabs. This is where the Avery tabs for me are godsend because I can create a yeah, temporary tab. Yes, I create a temporary mm. tab. And perhaps this month I have 25 lists on my things for home to do, but next month I'll have 25 for work. And so why do I have to perpetually carry around a tab that doesn't mean anything to me the following month there it's so dynamic it's organic in the way that our lives move shouldn't our planners reflect that i think that's my biggest um desire i think when i look into my planner is to have it be an accurate reflection of what's going on right now and that if i want to go back a month later and see where i was then i can perhaps keep those tabs in there they're they're not that heavy it's not that they're causing so much weight but it's a matter of visual noise and i cannot deal with too much information being sent at me at one time, I, I tend to become overwhelmed and push the planner aside and say, I'm done. I don't want to. No, no, not planning today. <laughs> so if I only have what I'm currently dealing with, which is where number three comes in mind here is organized. Once it's organized, then I know I'm only looking at a current list and, and that makes all the difference for me. It's important really to sort of keep your focus, I think, on... The tasks at hand because if and also n- not let the thing drive you into sort of overload sort of thing just just maintain that sort of happy sort of eight eighty percent of capacity if you like so you've always got this sort of headroom in which to sort of if something urgent does sort of drop in your lap you've got the capacity to be able to sort of you know, feature that. Maybe it's someone phones up, help, I've you know, missed a train or help, my car's broken down or something like that. It allows you to um, take, you know, you've got some spare capacity somewhere in the system to be able to right. um, adapt. And, and that's, why we, that's why I think we're discussing this because if you consistently implement a system like David Allen's or Franklin Covey or your own one where you've designed and you are not living in a state of constantly putting out fires, 
then you do、mm. have room, as Steve said, for dealing with a fire when a fire does come up. And it's、mm. the Pareto principle again. I love it. We were talking about the 80 20 principle. That's the Pareto <laughs> principle. And it, it's a wonderful thing if you realize that it's, it's sort of briefly discussed. It's, it's that you only use 20% of your clothes, for example, 80% of the time. And you eat the same foods 20% of the time,、uh, 20% of the foods 80% of the time. And you only speak to the same friends that you've got, you know, 80% of the friends that you've got 20% of the time, or the other way around. Um, and so, the same way, if you manage to get 80% of the work done in your planner that you had designated as, let's say you had 100 things to do and you only got 80 of those done, you've gotten a majority of those done. But if you can use it, if you can get those things done in 20% of the time that it would、mm. normally take, then you've succeeded far and above where, where normal. And what we're talking about here is putting out fires, right? Is the non important and urgent stuff. That people deal with on a daily basis. Oh, phone call comes in, you've got to take it immediately. No, you don't. That's why you have voicemail. The, it's the,、exactly. it's the、yeah. ability to write things down or to put, correct, collect them and capture them somewhere and say, oh, so and so called at this time, left a voicemail, and email them back or create a list of emails that you've got to send off at the end、mm. of the day and say, well, I've received your voicemail, let's schedule a time to talk. Right?、Mm. That would be an alternative to just consistently putting out fires and taking phone calls as they come, taking interruptions as they come, dealing with life as it comes、mm. at you, instead of pressing the pause button and saying, no, I'm going to schedule all of this. And there are, as you say, Steve, there are things that you, know, you can't schedule. You can't schedule tires going out and trains coming in late and all sorts of mishaps that happen. But when you're living out of a system, then you can have. That 20% of the time、mm. catch up with you. I, I sort of musingly think back to when I was working. We always used to joke, myself and one of my colleagues, about people that had retired, where if you said to them, Can you do such and such on such and such a day? They said, Oh, no, sorry. I'm having my haircut that morning. Right. <laughs> and effectively, they'd block out the whole day, but your haircut's only going to take half an hour. We're, we're, we're only looking for a, a couple of hours from you. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. Or it, then it gets worse. If they're going away for the. They're sort of. They know they're going away for a, a weekend, but they don't know quite enough. So they'll block out the whole month as they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and, right. I'm thinking. I'll never be like that. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. And yet here you are. <laughs> yeah, and I end up doing it. <laughs> and, and so, what, what justification can you offer for anyone who then wonders why is it that a haircut has to take the whole day? What, what, is, what is the. There is no, there's no justification at all. It's just that you, that's the mindset you get into, unfortunately. I have a justification you're, you're, for it, though.、Uh, to me, it seems, <laughs> and I function like that now, and I'm not retired. I'm still working. But I,、mm. do, I don't let people schedule me in on days when I have haircuts and appointments and things like that because、yeah. I don't know if other people are going to be on time, and I don't want to be、yeah. rushed. That's the bottom line.、Mm. I don't want to be rushed. I've been rushed enough. I've hurried and I've hustled、yeah. for other people. This is my time. If I want to take seven、yeah. hours to get a haircut, I will take seven hours to get a haircut. <laughs> You're an apprentice retiree. I'm, I'm, I'm learning from the best. I'm taking notes as I speak here. <laughs> retiree in training. Yeah, yeah. Apprentice retiree. <laughs> yeah. Active classes in how to do nothing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that could be the title of your next book, Steve. <laughs> yeah. 
I did write an article about that once. <laughs> How to do nothing. Me too. <laughs> so, so yeah, but, when it um, comes to organizing then, I think ultimately everyone's got their own way. Steve, you said you have geographic um, locations on a page where you input yeah, so, data. Yeah, um, so the sort of page layout of my, the sort of right-hand page of my sort of week on two pages, the left-hand one's all appointments. The right-hand one, right-hand side, effectively, is the sort of tasks page or the things that have got to be done, for want of a better word. Um, and that's then split roughly half and half. Um, there's a left-hand column which deals with daily tasks, as in things that have to be done on a specific day or sometime in that day. And then there's the sort of more general things. But then I've got them split up into sort of home and sort of general, if you like. Then I've got online stuff. In other words, stuff on the computer mainly, which is what I tend to be involved in a lot. And then I've got a coming up section at the bottom of that page, which is my now. I've adapted this. I've changed to using this more recently mm -hmm. into the do some time um, in the future type thing the the sort of stuff that i can't predict when i'm going to do it it's the the varnishing the garage door syndrome right. if you you've been following the um the story if it were um, and that sort of thing where it's weather dependent yes it's got to be done sometime and i put it on there to remind me to do it but i'm waiting for sort of you know three dry days which so far this spring haven't happened um to be able to do that one one that particular job but there's there's other stuff now living in that section of the page and it's um it's th only through our discussions recently that i've suddenly thought ah hold on i've been putting them at the top of the page and they shouldn't be there they should be down the bottom so <laughs> it all works you know <laughs> well you know out of um out of all the points that that uh, david allen provides you can in fact set up your planner so that it has the actual five steps that he hmm. suggests right you can have a tab for collecting you can have a tab for clarifying yeah. a tab for organization and then break up the organization into how he suggests right the calls to make errands to run emails hmm. to send sort of thing um and so you can actually create today markers for example and just label hmm. them with yeah. errands to run or mm. calls to make. And that way you're perpetually looking at lists of calls that you have to make or lists of emails mm. that you have to send. And you have a working repository then of all the information that you've worked on for the past X number of days if you want to look mm. back to have a historical archive yeah. of what you've done. You also don't actually need fancy inserts to do this sort of thing. You can use blank sheets, yeah. Yeah, people get sort of a, into a mindset that they must have the XYZ insert from the ABC company or whatever it is um, to be organised, for want of a better word. And, of course, that it's that's just nonsense as far as I'm concerned. Um, the inserts that you use are the ones that you like using best and the ones that work best for you, not what someone else thinks will work best for you um you know the ones that i use are the ones i designed but they they were designed for me if someone else finds them useful then great but i'm not going to force them on people well, yeah um, i've tried the fancy inserts as well 
And I've found that I've mm. gotten no better results using fancy inserts than I have. None. And I, I go back to the plain Filofax ones. I love them. They're they're yeah. exactly what I need. Yeah. So mm. why? I mean, yeah, if anything, sometimes is. Yeah, if if anything, I would just say do do your tabs right. It's not so mm. much the inserts, but to definitely contextualize your yeah. planner so that you know what's mm. going where and where to find and it. It's, then how you use those, how you actually use that sort of thing each day, each week or whatever, um, as long as you're not missing out on things, um, you know, you're over, overlooking to do something, then you know it's working and that's good. Um, one of the other things I was going to mention was during this, this sort of organised thing, and it, it really applies to all of these um, episodes really, is... Don't think that you have to have some fancy um, job, career or whatever to be able to make the best use of this these techniques. Because for me, um, it, it, it applies to anyone, um, whether it's just the household type things with the, you know, just themselves and the partner or just themselves or them and you know if they've got kids at school they're sort of trying to keep track of all the, these other pressures and all the rest of it and it sort of triggered an idea for um my possible next talk <laughs> but <laughs> write it um, down quick steve don't, don't lose track i've of written it down already oh yes <laughs> Well, and then there's the idea that uh, I remember when we first started on with Filofaxy, there were some students that were coming on and saying on social Mm. media that we have nothing to write about. What can we fill our planner up with? Yeah. And so so I, it always it's amazing to me how you think that there's really nothing to write about but there's so much to write about. If you're working on improving your skill sets, if you're looking on on tracking your career, if you're looking on counting how mm. many days have gone by since you've last exercised or what exercises you've taken, what foods you've yeah. eaten, anything and everything can be cataloged and archived. And so if you're going to be using your planner in terms of well you haven't got a job yet, but you're going to be getting one, what are some things that you can be how many calls do you have to make how many companies would you like to meet how many people have you interviewed with what are their point of Mm. contacts for those companies because once you have those secretaries names then you don't have to keep looking them up what are the you know i said so it just for me it goes on and on and on but i am amazed at how some people can't see it and then of course when you say it ah yes yes of course that's where it's at and i think that's what we like steve and i like to do this podcast because it's reminds us all that we're human and that we we live in this community where we can enjoy and encourage one another to consistently try and be our best and do the things that make us happy. Don't look at your empty planner pages and think, why not? You know, why why aren't they empty? Just think of things that you can fill them up with. And if you have questions, just message one or one of us. Mm. We'll we'll give you ideas. The um, I think we've said this one before. Getting getting a job is a job in its own in its oh, own yes. right, isn't it? For, yes. It's a full-time yeah. job, and anyone who says differently is selling you yeah. something. Absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're not trying hard enough. <laughs> and and just to, to, to make the point, most people that I know, I've been in the career industry now for almost 13 years. Nine out of ten people get a job through someone that they know, not because they've sent mm. their CV out or they've sent the proper documents in. Sending those things are a necessary part of applying for work. 
but to mm. actually get the job and actually understand how the culture works in the environment that you're going to be in takes people. You can never underestimate people and the importance of people. So if you want to get a job and you're not getting a job, start networking, start getting to know people, start writing mm. things down, start connecting, collecting their cards and calling them and keeping a list. I've recently gotten myself back into the collecting people's business cards, things and punching holes in them and saving them. I used to delete them and put everybody on LinkedIn, but I think I'm a little bit keener now on making sure I'm keeping people's business cards. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no on off button, Steve. There's nothing to toggle. <laughs> it's easy to just pull out a card. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So what other thoughts We're, have um... you for us, Steve, as we draw near? When you're putting together your um, action list, for want of a better word, your sort of task list, whatever, there are, might be um, some things in that list that might become quite a large, they might be part of like a project. Now, project sounds very serious way of doing it, but it might be just something like redecorate you know, your bedroom or something like that. And you might have to start gathering together paint samples because uh, you might not have any idea what, what colour you're going to do it in. Just something as simple as that, really. You might have a favourite colour and you, you've mostly lived with the current colour that it is for maybe four or five years. But you fancy a change. You tolerated it. You, know, you want to make it, look, make it look like it's been um, redecorated, not just you've not just redone the thing in exactly the same colour as before sort of thing. Um, so you want to make it look different. You want to change the uh, the, the colour, maybe the curtains and, 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 and all the rest, maybe move the furniture around. And, of course, you can't... Maybe th This might sort of thing might not be suddenly something that... Oh, well, fancy redoing the, the bedroom. And you go straight to it. You might, not hit, you might hit the ground running and do it over the weekend. Well, fine. If you can do that, then brilliant. Um, but I'm sure in the most cases it's something you start thinking about um this week but you might not have the money just let's just be plain and simple to actually do everything that you want to do and you might have to suddenly think right how much is this going to cost where am i going to buy these things from if you're changing furniture and all the rest of it you might want to go around and have a look you might have had some ideas you might have seen some things online but well, there's no substitute for actually seeing it in, in the flesh, is there? You know, for the size and the, the colour of the wood or whatever it is. And so you might end up having to put together more of a formal... It's, well, I say formal, but it doesn't have to be more of a, a sort of a project plan um, to actually do the, the redecoration job. So that can be another section, if you like, of your organizer where you're going to gather these thoughts together as you think of them or as you see them so you note down you know furniture and you might note down a, a make and model name from ikea or whoever so you've got that information so you can go back to it at a later date within sort of two or three weeks so you can then bring the whole thing together and then it when it actually comes to doing the the having the work done you've then got a better idea of the order in which it's going to be done because there's nothing worse than disruption in the house 
of you having to sleep on the sofa for five days. You know, you, you want to make sure that the number of days you end up sleeping on the sofa is reduced to a minimum, not over three weeks. <laughs> you sound like a man who speaks from experience. <laughs> well, not quite, but it's a bit easier here than it was in the previous house, I must admit, because we can just empty a whole room in one hit. But, you know, for minimum disruption, it, it pays to sort of plan ahead, doesn't it? And if you if you manage it right, you can actually move the data from your initial project into a home planner mm. once it's complete so that you can keep mm. a record of all the improvements that you've made in your home and all yeah. the paint samples that you've used and on so on and so forth. Mm. You see where we're going with this. The, the one thing that you also want to make sure of when you're doing project planning, I don't know if um, other people use OmniFocus. I use OmniFocus. I'm quite pleased with it. If you ever want to get a free crash course on project planning, watch the YouTube videos on how to use OmniFocus. They really break mm. down the difference between having an idea and then putting that into a, a strategy where you can actually implement a project. Because maybe your idea is, I want, as Steve said, I want to redecorate my bedroom. Okay, that's great. And you haven't gotten it done for six months because, as Steve said, you haven't thought about a paint color yet or you don't have the money. And so it just keeps getting pushed off. And that keeps creating mm. this loop of unhappiness or, or just discontent mm. in your mind. And this is exactly what we're talking about when we're talking about organizing material and putting it into a planner so that you can actually take effect and get things done, as David Allen says. And even if you don't use OmniFocus, there's no harm in watching the videos and using the, that's right. the tips and things to use in your paper planner. Right. Oh, that's why I suggested it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Steve, in light of seeing that we're drawing near to our marker, where can we find you? You can find me, as usual, in the dusty parts of filofaxi.com, travelersnotebooktimes.com, and as Mr. Filofaxi on the Instagrams. And you can find me in the western spiral arm of the Milky Way galaxy under the pretenses of planarology and throat punch resumes and Facebook on Instagram and all the other places I shouldn't be messing about in. And uh, hopefully you can find us on the podcast. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like it, subscribe to it and share it. Mm -hmm.